Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is AJ Osborne. Um, so AJ, uh, he's an SBS alumni, um, so work with us on his book. He's the author of a book called The Investor's Guide to Growing Wealth and Self-Storage. Uh, he's built a portfolio of over $100 million in self-storage investments with no outside capital or management over the last decade. Very impressive track record uh, and probably even more impressive what he's done uh, with his book. I mean, that's just been so cool to see uh, and watch from afar and, and be a small part of helping with. So AJ, welcome. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited about it. So why you're doing real estate investing, you've got a hundred million, or I don't know if you did at this point, but you got a big portfolio uh, in self-storage. Why, why write a book? Yeah. So it's a great question. <laughs> um, I, uh, it was me and my father started investing in self-storage and we used our own money and we grew it organically and we didn't take any money out of our business for I mean, it was, it was like a decade. So we didn't ever even pay ourselves because that money, we, we couldn't. We had to pay for operating capital and we had to reinvest it. And I started learning more about, I, I actually became fully paralyzed. And when I was coming back out of my wheelchair, I was fired from my job in the hospital. So I was fired from my job when I was a, a quadriplegic in the hospital. And I after I got out of the hospital, I was now pulling money out of my real estate um, for the first time and um, it saved my financial life, right? And I, I was like, wow, it's, I'm so amazing. I had this and everything. But two, I also realized if we're gonna be pulling money out, it's gonna stop our growth and it, and it changes what we, were, what we were doing and what we're trying to do. So we knew that, all right, I'm no longer doing insurance sales. My father was gonna come join me. That means he'd need to make an income too. We still wanted to reinvest. Like it's time that we get investors, right? And then it was like, well, how do we get our name out there? How do we get investors? We feel that we really understand the subject. We feel that we're really good about it. And then I go, well, why don't we make create the conditions to where people come to us, not the other way around. And the best way to do that was to let people know what we're all about, what we do and why we think we're great at this thing. And so I wrote a book on why it was meaningful, how it changed my life and saved me financially and how we built it to that point and how you can too. And two, you can avoid all the mistakes that we made. You could do it fast. And um, so it was a pure mm. value play, meaning we're not yeah. holding anything back. We're giving yeah. every piece of information out there. And um, it did incredible. Best yeah. selling book in the industry by far, hands down. Yeah. Um, and that launched podcasts that launched multiple other companies. And uh, yeah, we've, I mean, tripled in size. So that's amazing. Oh, tripled in size. So 
I'm assuming it's, uh, so it's kind of a, here's a roadmap on how you can do it. And then if you don't want to do all the work yourself, here's how you can invest with us. Is that kind of, kind of the yeah, structure? I didn't even put that in, at all in there. I just gave everything we do. Right. And then I put on there, like, come check, learn more on our website, learn more Then through the podcast and website. What happened is the book funneled people down and then people learn more about our strategy. And we're like, we love what you're doing. And then, yeah, the people are like, well, we don't want to do it ourselves. We didn't do it through you. And what I found was I took a very different approach than a lot of people. I said, I'm going to give everything away for free, but there's a certain level that people need to pay for um, because you have two things. Either I need to learn more than can be distilled in podcasts or books, things like that, or it's too complicated. I don't want to do it myself, which that was one of the things that I knew, by the way, when I wrote the book, I'm like, this is 10 years worth of work and mass expertise. It's not like somebody, I mean, yeah, I'm giving you every single piece of information, but there's a lot of people that say, I don't want to take five years to do it. Right. So I'll give it to you myself. Then we started um, our podcast and like my inner circle, which then grew because then I could say, Hey, join here and we'll go even more in depth. And so people could come join our inner circle where we just went and showed actual deals and statistics and uh, um, yeah, it worked well. And that, and that was, you know, we didn't hold anything back. So the yeah. catch was continue learning more and everything else with us. And then from there, we got deals, we got investors, we got all sorts of stuff. So people that said, I have a deal, but I don't know if I could pull it off. They called us up and then we were doing deals. So it just mm. kind of spurred. So, so the book sparked deal flow, sparked cash flow, um, or investments. And then it yes. sounds like it also kind of branched off an education arm of the business. Yep. And now we're doing, including wholesale deals. So because we understand value, we can go out and find deals and then we can sell them to people that want those deals. So mm -hmm. it also spurred off multiple other businesses as well. Mm, that's cool. And so let's fast forward to maybe, I want to fast forward to the end and then I want to come back and talk about the middle point. So yeah. you mentioned the business has tripled since then. What, what were kind of, do you have two or three, I mean, we've talked about the lanes that they're growing, but you, you have kind of like tangibly the impact that you've seen from the book in terms of how it's grown the business and maybe the biggest thing that's helped. And then maybe one surprising part that came out because of the book. Yeah. So a, a tangible amount, you know, when I wrote the book, I think we had about a million square feet. We have over 2 million square feet today and we have 650,000 square feet in development and another 500,000 square feet under contract right now. So that is, you know, by in the next three months, we're at almost 3 million square feet. And we did that in three years compared to 10 years prior. So we doubled what we did in, in 10 years, in three years on actual square footage. So we're, we're three times as big as we were yeah. in assets under management when we started. Yeah. Then, then from there, the things that I think surprised me were the ancillary opportunities that popped up. So it, all of a sudden it was the other business lines. We actually rolled out and became a private equity company which is a whole nother thing. So all of a sudden our work, what we were doing, everything deals and opportunities got better. So our actual capital tripled and the money that we were making. So that was all like, it was a, it, I knew it would grow and I knew we'd get opportunities for it. I didn't realize to the magnitude though. <laughs> 
That's crazy. I want to get into how you did that in just a second. Backing up just a little bit. Um, how did how did you find SBS and all of that? And why did you decide to work with us? Where were you at in your journey? Yeah, I was at a conference. Um, it was a, a conference here in Boise, Idaho. Um, mm. Oh, by my email provider. Um, oh, they're going to kill me. Oh, Craft and Commerce with ConvertKit. ConvertKit. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So ConvertKit puts on a, a, a great meeting and uh, it's called Craft and Commerce here. And uh, um, I was in leg braces and crutches, so I wasn't really traveling or doing a whole lot because um, I was still coming back from uh, trying to come back from being paralyzed. So this was a local event and I thought, I'll go there. So I used them as my email provider, but I met um, some of your people there, listened, and it was like, you know what, I've been thinking about doing this, you know, so I, I need to buckle down and, and do and, it. And why'd you decide to say, hey, I'm going to get, get self-publishing schools help with the book? So I, I, you know, a lot of the things, Chandler, that you talk about, I'm a firm believer, like I, the IP and what it can become and everything for me, I, I didn't want to sell that, right? I understand on a business sense, intellectual property, core assets, and what that'll mean in the future. Yeah. And I was willing to say, even if somebody was going to give me a huge amount, but and say we can sell three times the book sells, that's not nearly as important to me as everything that comes with it, the rights and everything else like that. So I said, listen, yeah. that's fine, um, but I'm not willing to do that. So, but like a lot of people, I didn't have the slightest clue where to start. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you got to realize too, I'm dyslexic. So the idea of writing a book is uh, a little humorous because I can't even spell. So <laughs> it was like, I needed help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. Um, well, let's, let's kind of fast forward to the marketing piece a little bit. I mean, it seems like the book is sold well. How, how have you sold so many copies of the book? What are the top two or three things that have worked? Yeah, top two or three, a few things that I'd work. You guys talked a lot about um, getting out. You talked a lot about focusing on niches, things like that, right? Which I was a niche. I went in all into that. Uh, first, my book wasn't actually going to be about self-storage. So it was going to be more open. It was going to be investing, things like that. But, you know, you talk a lot about niches. So I said, hey, you know, this is the way to go, which was 100% right. Gosh, yes. That's so not cool. even yeah. like a question whether that was right or not. And um, I dove hard into that niche. And then I went out and found where those people in that niche really congregated. And the biggest way that I did it was I went on to podcasts um, and that really leveraged everything. Now, I messed up on a lot of things. I should have had more of a structure to capture that. And you guys talk about this and I knew it, but I, I, I I don't think I realized it's important. If I would have at first had my own podcast and had a much more clear direction for people, I would have gone way bigger, way faster. Um, so that initial boost, it sold lots of books and it had lots of buzz and got me talking, but it, I didn't do a good job of having an ecosystem for that community yet. And that came mm-hmm. afterwards and that was a big fail. So the launching it and podcasts, everything else, that was huge. That went yeah. I mean, it, it skyrocketed and that was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and it, focusing on the niche podcasts and things uh, that, that really, really worked well. Cool. And so podcasts worked well, anything else that worked well to sell a lot of copies of the book that you saw? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that 
um, I, I think did a really good job when we were doing, we, we would do podcasts and then I would piggyback podcasts with um, Amazon's keyword marketing. And uh, uh, I think that did a good follow-up and that really reimbursed. And I still run some keywords today. I, I don't run a lot. I don't like need to Amazon run a lot, um, but huh? Uh, like Amazon ads you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, Amazon ads. Yeah, yeah, Amazon ads. Um, I don't do Google ads. I don't do other things like that. But uh, setting up a landing page though as well to convert, not just expecting people to come on Amazon, but convert with keywording me. So if you looked up me or you looked up self-storage, trying to have a landing page that had information and to the book uh, sell by. So piggybacking Amazon with my own landing mm -hmm. page and then starting my own podcast on top of doing guest appearances, it adds like a layer, like a compounding effect that allowed mm -hmm. people to come in it was somewhere for them to go off Amazon, on Amazon, a key, did some keywords for the Amazon ads to make sure that it captured any of those people, did podcasts, and then that traffic tried to get those people into my podcast and ecosystem. And then as they were continual listeners and learners, they would sell more copies and they could go just straight to the site. Mm. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. For those that are uh, watching on the YouTube channel, I'll just do a quick um, share here. This is kind of cool, exactly what you said. You, you Google how to invest in self-storage, and then you see this self-storage investing books, and then boom. And that's the power of SEO, right? And then I'm assuming this will click straight into, yeah, there you go. You get your author page. And then that'll click straight into um, the actual Amazon listing where people can check out the book, buy the book, all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. So, so we've got um, riches are in the niches. So niching down with your topic, which is something that made all the marketing more effective after that. You've got starting your own podcast, doing podcast interviews. Um, you've got some Amazon ads, coupling that with keywords to rank for key terms that people might be searching for. Another thing that I did was price yeah. So tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I played with pricing as in I did, um, I did like you guys said, pre-launch. So I gathered emails and I tried to do all that stuff to get a pre-launch ready. And then before I went on all my podcasts, what I did was I launched the book and I got with my pre-launch, a lot of reviews. And then wow. I hit the podcasting circuit and wow. I discounted the price. So um, from there, we had a bestseller in like three categories for like three months. Mm -hmm. And so we, I took some time before to get a base work of reviews that were populating and building before I did the big launch. And then when I did the big launch, I made sure that it was cheap enough to where people would go and buy it. Um, cool. And that was a self-reinforcing thing, I think, on Amazon. And it just kind of took it to the top. That's awesome. What um, I was going to ask you about that. So let's let's speak on that. The reviews piece. 
um, as of the time of re recording this, you got over 460 reviews. What worked well? How'd you do it? How'd, maybe how did you do it pre-launch um, and get so many reviews kind of as part of the launch and then anything else that worked well? So I did a few speaking events pre-launch where I had way more direct contact with individuals mm. and people would come, hey, I love it. I'd say, hey, here's my book. Would you go leave me a review, right? Much more personal. So the pre-launch was way more personal than masses. I wanted really good quality reviews that people were going to talk in depth. Oh, I know AJ, I, you know, all that kind of stuff, like really good, solid SEO on those reviews and nice. things that Amazon were like, this is an organic, they've received copies. We know it. We can see them on KDP reading the book. So that's really important on Amazon. Really important. That verification of those reviews. And then after what I did was when I got people on the podcast, I would ask, I'd say, Hey, come onto the podcast, right? Jump on there, leave reviews. And when we were just starting, I'm like, leave me a review. Let me know that you left me a review. I'd love to talk to you about it. I'd love to hear from you. Mm. And that was a little overwhelming because then we had tons of reviews coming in and people reaching out. Hey, I'd left you a review. I'd love to talk to you about it. And I'm like, okay. So I started talking to just tons of people and we had to end that because yeah. it was drowning me. Yeah. And I was like, I know I said I'd, I'd talk to you, but I meant like, I didn't think that there'd be 300 reviews in you know, yeah. a few months. So <laughs> oh, that's fun. Any, anything else that's worked well? Have you modeled that to do anything that's maybe a little bit more sustainable long-term for reviews or anything else that you've done? Yeah, following, uh, just follow-up campaigns through emails saying, yeah. hey, read the book, right? You hit them after a few weeks saying, you know, thank you for reading the book. Here's, and I, I like to provide value when asking. Yeah. So you've read the book. Here is some, uh, here's a podcast on these topics that you, that you yeah. might like. Also too, you know, we do all of this stuff. We, we do all this information for free. Um, could you leave me a review for the book? Cause that's what's being charged. And that helps me. And people respond to that. They really do. Yeah. That's great. Hey guys, if you want to implement on what AJ's talking about there, check out um, page 160 in the new book. Um, it's called the Review Sweeper. Super smart automated email campaign. Um, yeah, page 160, 161. I've got templates that you could use to set up a review sweeper um, for your book. That's in the new book. Um, which Have I sent you a copy of this yet? Yeah, not the new I'll, one. I'll, I'll send you a copy afterwards. Um, awesome. And uh, so that's awesome. So. Uh, that's that's how you got a lot of reviews. Um, let's talk about let's talk about. Well, I want to talk a little bit more on podcast stuff. So obviously, you've yeah. started your own podcast since then. I noticed um, that you also um, were on the the Bigger Pockets podcast, which that's yep. a big one. How'd you land that? And any other tips for authors who are, are thinking about getting on podcasts? What's worked well for you? Yeah. So I wish that I could say there was a much bigger grand strategy of getting on bigger pockets, but I, I kid you not, here's how it happened. I was in Hawaii. And so I'd been in the hospital for months on life support. So I couldn't speak nothing. I was paralyzed from the eyes down. And after we got out of rehab and I finally went home, my brother moved in to take care of me in home and everything. And so it had been like a harrowing six or seven months. Right. Uh, but we were happy. I wasn't dead. Everything else. I had four kids and we're like, we need, this is 
been probably traumatic for everybody watching dad die for the last six months. So maybe we should get dad out. We should take the kids to Hawaii for a while and, uh, you know, let them play. So we got me in my wheelchair and everything. And we took the kids to the Disney resort in Hawaii. And I had a little scooter I could ride around on. um, And I was literally just riding on the road and Brandon Turner walked past and I was like, Hey, do I know you? And I didn't really know who he was. He looked familiar. And we started talking and we talked for a long time and he was like dude you want to come on the podcast bigger pockets and i was like sure so i wish i could say there was a lot better grand strategy now getting on other podcasts it was a grand strategy and i like to use the idea of looking at circle of influences so even you don't going directly towards an individual may not be your best mode of operation you need to lots of people especially the higher up they are as far as either fame, things like that. They can't talk directly to everybody because they couldn't live if they did. So they're very referral driven, right? So I know that where I am, I don't accept anybody that emails and says, I want to be on your podcast. Only referral driven. I need somebody to tell me they're awesome. They're good. I won't go on other people's podcasts unless I know them. And I already know people like you that are excelling or whatnot. So if I have somebody else that I like, that maybe has a podcast or something, but it's not as big as me, and they come to me with a suggestion, I take it. So what I do is I go find all of the people that you said, let's say you're trying to hit one person. I find all of their core um, individuals in their lives, people that they network with or that they work with. And I get on their podcasts, I do things with them. And then after you build relationships, you can work that way. So take not a direct approach. Lots of times they go, it's just such a big podcast. I don't know. Go to events, find these people, talk to them, bring value, but it needs to be organic and natural. It needs to be Mm. real. It's Mm. not weird. That's not stalking. That's a natural organic way to do it. You emailing somebody 50 times and then getting mad because they don't answer your emails. That's creepy. That's weird and stalking. For sure. That's great. That's a great tip. Um, it's so funny you mentioned bigger podcasts. I just finished this book a little bit ago, um, which is like a, a bigger pockets yeah. uh, book. And it, it's I'm I'm closing on my first home tomorrow. Um, so I'm awesome. deep in the throes of a lot of uh uh or I hope I'm closing on my first home tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm deep in the throes of the real estate investing world. This reminds me of uh do you know a guy named Hayden Crabtree? I do know Hayden. Hayden, yeah. I in okay. fact um uh, I'm partners with him on some stuff. Uh, okay. Are you guys partners on the, um, uh, he, he's buying uh self-storage. I want to say in like where I grew up in South Carolina. Yeah. So he buys self-storage and does self-storage in the South. But okay. how I know him is because he created a real estate software yep. to analyze real estate deals, which is incredible. So mm. I've been bugging him to let me be a part of a uh, part of his software thing for a long time. And so we're collaborating on a bunch of stuff cool. and um, putting that software in for the masses. Um, so it's called my stats. Um, cool. And uh, I think that when you look at uh, a lot of these things, like we're talking about right now, um, these organic conversations, people that are in these locations, right? This is how, this is how it happens. And a lot of people don't understand that when they've never really been in a position to where they can network with people that they're trying to get on. It's not just like, oh, well, why won't Joe Rogan have me on his podcast? Right? Well, you get 
people that are end up talking, they know each other, they know something from Eric. We're talking about Hayden and my property stats, right? Yeah. What he's got going on there. And that leads to something else. Yeah. And I think um, that's that's how you should really approach it, networking. And that's something you got to get ready before you launch your book, right? Once you, If you're ready to launch your book two weeks before you're trying to decide what podcast should I get on? Who can help me yeah. launch this? What influencers maybe can have me do it, which we had, I had a bunch of friends that have large followings that um, I had met too. I asked them if they, they would uh, put on their Instagram and they would talk about it, right? Um, you can't, that's not something you do in two weeks. It's, it's yeah. prepare for it. For sure. And guys, if you're interested in learning more about um, Hayden's book and, and the process, so fun fact, Hayden is actually a self-publishing school student as well. Yes. Um, he's been on the podcast. Um, check out the episode. I forget which episode number it is, but if you just search Hayden Crabtree self-publishing school, you can find that episode. He unpacks his book, Skip the Flip, um, done really well. He was also on the Bigger Podcast podcast. Like there's just so many synergies. Yes. Uh, it's it's fun to see. Um, and you'll have to tell him I said, hey, next time you see him. I will. So, hey, let's, we're kind of the home stretch here. A couple of final questions. You talked a little bit earlier about how the book has grown the business. Um, any other tips or things that you've learned on strategically using a book to grow your business? And maybe even especially for the people who are listening, who are thinking about using a book to grow their real estate investing business? Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at using books, um, it's important to have two ideas at the, and hold them at the same time. Like one being what the purpose is. What's the purpose, right? And when I looked at the books that I was going to do on real estate investing, everything like that, it was really to drive self-storage. And it's like, well, then I should be like you said, focus on the niche and write on self-storage, okay? Um, and then with the same thing though, I held in my hand that, the book isn't an ask, meaning the book isn't saying just hire me. The book is there to produce the highest value and to give what the readers need to know and, and see right in it. That's what the purpose of the book is. Now, I need to understand and structure that in a way that the result is what I'm trying to achieve, right? And I think you can find people that fail, they either get one side or the other too much. Like, I, you know, some people write a book and you're like, all that was was a pitch fest and then you get bad reviews things like that and it doesn't work you can sell and provide value simultaneously and you gotta understand that when writing because then it becomes evergreen for you i mean this has been i don't know it's at least a couple of years minimum maybe three years i produce it we sell every single day people come to my website every single day the podcast everything and then they become loyal raving fans and uh, you know we just meet people and they're like i read your book it was, you know, and look at the other books in the industry. This was another thing that I did. I wanted it to be different, stand out. If you write, if you're just another one on the shelf, there's nothing yeah. for anyone to talk about. Yeah. Right. There's no noise. You're mm -hmm. just another person that wrote the exact same book. Even yeah. if it's the exact same subject or something, make it stand out. Put something different that people will talk about. Write a great book. Make it stand out. You, you already mentioned this previously, but I think what, a superpower behind your book is how niche specific it is. Yes. Because I know I am learning about real estate investing. Yes. But this is funny as someone who doesn't know a lot about real estate investing, I'm kind of getting into this world. The yeah. first question I asked a bunch of people is, and my network was, hey, if I'm looking to learn real estate investing, what books do you recommend? And then the first follow-up question from everyone who knew what they're talking about is like, what type of real estate investing? And depending on that, I'll, 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 I'll recommend a book. And so 100%. then 
you are positioning yourself as a category king within yeah. those that subtopic so that if someone's saying, oh, I'm thinking about investing in storage, or if I'm looking for long-term cash flow, buy and hold type with real, like real estate investing, then I'm going to look Perfect for Perfect example of this is, you know, Ken McElroy, he's the mm -hmm. yeah. um, guy, rich dad, poor exactly. dad, right? Yeah. Yep. So him and Robert Kiyosaki do the real estate and he actually owns the rich dad, poor dad publishing, all that kind of, right? I met him at dinner, uh, I think it was a week ago. And, you know, for a real estate guy, he's like it, right? Like, dude, <laughs> yeah, right? And so like, I sit down and, you know, I'm all of a sudden like a 12 year old boy, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, right? And so I go to shake his hand and I'm like, hey, I'm AJ. He's like, AJ Osborne, you're that self-storage guy. And I'm like, I am. I'm the self-storage <laughs> guy. So, um, but it was like that moment in, in my head, it was like, this completely that's what it that's what it was designed to do that was the purpose yeah. that yeah. that somebody looks and says you're that guy you're yeah. the self-storage guy you're yes. the flipping house guy you're the whatever it is that you're writing a book on when yeah. it, it gets over what are they saying about the author yeah he's the self-storage guy that's so great the root, as it, as we say, the root word of authority is author. You can't sp spell the word authority without the word author, um, and you're you're becoming an authority on on that topic by writing that book. Hey, final couple questions for you, AJ. What was the most helpful part or, of the process in working with us at Self Publishing School with your book? I, I think like I, when I when I look at you guys, you compass. Okay, so I, I'm totally lost. It, it it seems so overwhelming. I'm now in the middle of two other books. Um, one that'll be launched here. I'm self-publishing another one in two months. And uh, it, at first, like I say, you know, I'm a dyslexic kid from Idaho. I'd never met anybody that had written a book. So what do I know about writing? Nothing. And um, it was like, it seemed so overwhelming, but then through you guys, it was just digestible steps programs. It was like, Here's what to do. Here's how to focus. Here's what to do to do it right. And yeah. that was game changer. I just needed a compass. Where should I go? How should I do it? And it made it in a way that wasn't overwhelming anymore. That's great. And that that was kind of the, the push that I need. Because I think uh, you guys do a good job. It, it shouldn't be overwhelming. It yeah. shouldn't be, you know, it's not something to fear or anything. It's a process. And uh, you guys have a really good process. That's great, man. Well, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you a copy of the new book. Um, check out the back few chapters on this um, as you're preparing to launch your next book. Um, and then there's even chapter 24 will be helpful if you go back. There's probably some tweaks you can do to go back to the first book to oh, optimize it a little lots bit better of tweaks. For, make, for bringing in yeah. customers. So check out those two things. And then I don't know if you do this. Um, we just rolled out a bunch of services. So we now do book covers, formatting, upload to Amazon, oh, wow. keywords, like a lot of that stuff. So if, if we can be helpful in any way, um, let us yeah. know. And then anyone who's thinking about publishing a book, uh, we just announced this kind of internally a week or two ago. Um, but this is a new thing because I'm sure you saw this when you went through the process at first. It was like, that's the part where people get stuck and and or they're like, hey, I don't have time to do Like, can you guys just do this for me? Um, 100%. <laughs> and so yeah, we I, do I, I think that's the one thing. If I said that I was disappointed with you guys, you guys wouldn't do enough for me. <laughs> at the time, I'm like, can you guys do some more stuff for me? You're so, in that bucket of people who have over the years have been like, I will pay you more money. Please yes, just do it. And please, we've, we've turned away so much business. So we're not doing that anymore. Uh, we're, right. uh, we're doing that. Uh, we're doing it now. So, hey, well, last question, AJ, AJ what would be your um, parting piece of advice for the AJ from a few years ago? 
um, and all the other AJs out there who are thinking about writing their first book? No, yeah, no, no. I think first, first of all, I think for everybody, there's this just massive mental hurdle. And why would I, why would anybody want to listen to me? Mm. Like why, why would anybody want to read my book? And I think you got to remember that people that write books, we put on like almost like a, like this pedestal, right? It's just like, they're just a normal person that had good expertise and, or believed in what they were even talking about. It's not that they were a top expert in the world at all, right? There's always somebody bigger. There's always somebody better, always. But you are going to make the decision to compart, uh, uh, to share your knowledge. And that's great. And you should, and you don't have to be something that you're not like to do that. It's not, and I, I don't know. I don't know if that even makes sense, but like, for me, it was, that was weird. I'm like, I'm going to release this book, but who am I? I've never done anything like this before. And, um, after I went through the process now, it doesn't even, you know, I don't even think twice about it, but it's completely changed my business yeah. and also the way that I think about business and how to do it. So, yeah, that's amazing. AJ, incredible. Um, guys, if, uh, if you'd like to chat with my team and, and like AJ, work with us on your book, go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply, book a call with the team. Um, I know a couple of the guys on my sales team are, are love you and love your real estate investing stuff. And they've listened to your books and they told me about them. And so um, if you're, if you're listening to this, watching this thinking, Hey, I'd love to put a game plan together and, and maybe see about getting self-publishing schools help. Again, go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply, book a call with the team. We'd be happy to help you and uh, chat through your book, your goals and next steps. All right, AJ, thank you so much, man. This has been so amazing. Where can people go to grab a copy of your book to find out more about what you're up to and all that good stuff? So you can go to Amazon, of course, or you can go to selfstorageincome.com. And for anybody that's a storage nerd, that is just where all the information, everything is. So selfstorageincome.com or just Google AJ Osborne self-storage and there's going to be too much that's going to pop up. So <laughs> Cool. Well, guys, uh, his book, The Investor's Guide to Growing Wealth and Self-Storage, check it out, grab a copy if you're interested in this sort of thing. Uh, and it sounds like he's got a new book coming out uh, soon. So, uh, so, so stay tuned uh, and grab that one as well. AJ, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, 
published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.